0: The
1: Children of the Force. Ujaba. Ujaba. Welcome to Episode 73 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna
0: and I'm 10. I'm Liam and I'm 8.
1: And this is our last week of school. All of us will all be done with school this week, and uh, it's a pretty big, big end of the year. Um, Anna, you're graduating elementary school. You're gonna be a middle schooler next year. Do you want to just ignore that and not talk about it right now? Yeah. Okay, I'm that's okay. Uh, Liam, you're gonna be grade. In here in second. Yeah.
0: Anna's in mm-hmm. fifth grade. Yep. And daddy is in teacher grade.
1: I'm in teacher grade, right. <laughs> and I'll be I'm I'm being held back and I'm gonna be a teacher again next year. Um so yeah, no. It's uh it's good and it's nice out and it feels like summer already, but we do have one week left, uh And then it's going to be summer hours for the podcast, which uh, you know means that we might not be recording every Monday. Maybe we'll record uh, Monday one week and Thursday the next week, and uh, we might not be quite as regular as we uh, as we are during the school year, which is weird. Yeah, no, that's I mean you know it's just the way summer is, and I think it's the way summer is for a lot of people. Um, or
0: maybe we'll skip or We'll skip more reads because we're on vacation.
1: Right, we have vacation stuff like that. Um, we're going to try our hardest to podcast every week, but I know because past summers have told us uh, that we will not be able to do that. So we're going to try. We did pretty good last summer in July. We did great. Uh, we had one episode in August last summer, kids. <laughs> one one episode in August. That was. August was kind of our month off of podcasting uh, last last summer, and maybe it will be again this summer. Although July is looking like it might be our month off uh, this summer, although I'm sure we'll we'll fit one or two in there, hopefully. But uh, yeah, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, I made a playlist on YouTube last night, so you kids are familiar with playlists because you've been using them a little bit. I think uh, you know it's basically you you have a video and the next video will automatically play after that. And you can choose what order they're in and all that stuff. Well, the complete first season of the FreeMaker adventures, which is that Lego original Lego star Wars story, uh, is on the Lego YouTube channel, which they never really announced it. I never heard anyone say that it was going to be on there. The it's first, kind of a big the deal. The whole first season, every episode, full episodes and high quality. Um, on the like official lego channel it's not like someone you know illegally put this on youtube it's it's official so uh, but they're kind of scattered and they're not like all in one playlist on the lego channel and i was having a hard time finding them all and i thought well i'm just gonna make a playlist i'll make my own playlist you know f- start with the first episode go all the way through so i made a playlist it's on our children of the force youtube page which uh you know, I'm going to link to it in the show notes on our website, on childrenoftheforce.com. But you can also just go to YouTube and search for Children of the Force, and you'll find it that way uh, by looking for channels.
0: Of, is the first episode of um, the second season of Freemakers? No,
1: no, that's not out yet. Although I think it is coming out this summer. Um, actually, maybe in even in June or July. I can't remember exactly when that was. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, go go watch them if you haven't. They're funny. They're good. It's a good story. Yeah, Good writing, right? Awesome. I mean, we, we enjoyed them a lot. I enjoyed them way more than I thought I would. Uh, yeah, so um, I tweeted that playlist yesterday. And it was retweeted by the executive producer of the Freemaker Adventures, which is pretty cool, uh, Bob Roth. And also uh, Lucasfilm animation uh, uh, animation lighting specialist, basically. He does the, the lighting on all the animation stuff. Uh, Joel Aaron also retweeted it. So that's kind of cool. Um he is responsible for much of the the beauty of uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels. Because lighting matters so much, you know, and that's kind of his thing. So we also got an email from a listener named Joseph, who says that he's been listening since Episode 5. And uh, let's rewind back to Episode 5. That is the episode where we talked about Celebration Anaheim. <laughs> And if that seems what? like two years ago, it is because it was two years ago. <laughs> uh, over two years, actually. That was April 22nd, Wait, 2015. Wait, doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Oh, Shadrish really? In
0: Anaheim. doesn't yeah. seem like it was that long ago. That was
1: back during the Obama years. Yeah. The
0: Obama years. <sighs> oh, so Joseph has been
1: listening since the Obama years. Yeah. The anyway. Uh, Joseph has a theory for us that Luke will die in The Last Jedi, and he thinks that Leia will die in Episode 9. So, that's pretty harsh, Joseph. Uh, but you never know. Um, so, you know, it's possible, Luke. I don't, I, I want Luke to live a lot. I really do. Um, but he is, he's the mentor in the second movie, uh. To Rey, maybe, we think. And mentors Um, always die. Well, but Yoda didn't in Empire Strikes Back. Although he did, you know, in Return of the Jedi. So uh, as far as Leia, you know, I don't know. Uh, She's going
0: to
1: die. We're going to find out more uh, later on in the episode. We're going to talk about what what Kathleen Kennedy has said about about Episode 9 and Leia. Um, But her absence will have to be explained somehow. And it might be by just saying that she died in the opening crawl. You know, uh, maybe there will be like a five-year gap or something between those two movies. And then maybe they'll explore that with an animated series or in a book. Um, We don't know. Uh, So, we'll see. Joseph also said he wants us to continue to podcast for as long as we can. I appreciate that. I do. As long as we can. He doesn't say he wants us to do it forever. He recognizes that, you know, there's a, a time when we can and cannot do it, maybe. So... Thank you for that, Joseph. Thank you so much for that email.
0: Thank, Thank you. you.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, and speaking of listeners, a couple episodes ago, we had that voicemail from Ian who asked whether or not Bays and Shiritz are gay. That was the question. And my answer was, given given the Rogue One novel, given the the, the evidence presented in the Rogue One novel, was that they weren't gay. But uh, And I backed that up with quotes from the book and all that stuff. But I feel like I sold... I feel I feel like I I did in uh, something wrong. Like uh like I did not like talk you, about this in the way I should have. Um, like
0: you said like you're turning down the theory.
1: Well, I was I think I had in my own mind I was projecting a theory onto what Ian asked us. And he did not ask us are Bays and Cherit in a romantic relationship together. He didn't ask that. He said are Bayes and Cherit gay. And that was what the question was, right? Right. So they could be gay. Maybe they're just not together. You know? I mean, they consider each other brothers, but maybe they are gay. There's nothing to say that they that they aren't. Right. Right? So I feel like I, I didn't answer it thinking about all the different ways to think about it. I feel like I answered it with a very a very narrow lens. Because... Like I was looking through a narrow lens. Because
0: you were thinking about what everyone else had said about it. Kind of, yeah. And thought about his. Right. And matched them together. Yes. But maybe he wasn't right. asking that question.
1: Exactly. And I, I brought my own preconceived notions to the conversation. And I think it's important to try to take those away and, and just, you know, just think about things logically. Right? So... So yeah, so there's no reason to think that they are not gay, just as there's no reason to believe that they are gay, right? Uh, There's, which is also to say that there's an equal amount, equal reason to think that they are or are not gay, or bi, or one is gay or bi and one isn't, right? Or one is asexual, which means they feel no attraction to any gender. Or aromantic, which means that while they may feel a sexual attraction to someone, they don't feel a romantic attraction, right? There's like, there's a whole wide galaxy of orientations out there. And, and I feel like I, I wasn't, um, you know, embracing all possibilities when I answered that question. So, so, um, yeah, so I think I just wanted to put that out there and, and not, I'm, I'm kind of apologize. I guess I am apologizing for, for viewing it through such a narrow lens and uh, even though that may have been the intent of Ian's question, I shouldn't have assumed that. So uh, so I guess I'm kind of revising my answer to it's entirely possible. And we just don't know. Right?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. So uh, last night I finished The Force Awakens comic adaptation. Liam, I know you finished it really quickly. I kind of took my time with it. I just kind of read a little bit here and there. I almost read it like I read comics when they come out, you know, like once a week, sort of. I read like an issue, you know, and just sort of let it let it all soak in. Uh, and uh, when I reached the end of that comic, I realized that there is a free digital download of the whole thing. You know how they do that for individual issues? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there is a free digital download of of this whole trade paperback, What's which like is a what digital download. So, uh, you know, like you can get it on the Nook, right? You can get it on the, the Marvel Comics app, or you can get it on the Comixology app. And we've done that before with certain comics, not too much. Uh, but it's a great way to read comics, I think. And those apps are free. And as long as you have the code, then you just pop it in and you get the comic on your reader, on your iPad, or, or on your phone, or even on your computer. Uh, so I want to give it away because we have the comic. We don't need the digital comic, too. So I can give away this code, and one lucky listener can read this comic on their, on their device. Uh, so, here's another giveaway, and it's a little bit different this time. The first person to leave us a new review on iTunes will get the digital code to download the full comic. So we...
0: That second when they hear that sentence, they're probably going to pull out their phone and do it.
1: That's the idea. That's the hope. Uh, um, now we so, might actually do it. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I, we really appreciate all the reviews that we've gotten so far, and I just I can't say how much they mean. Uh, but of course we want more. Uh, and the more reviews, the better. So, I just want one more. And maybe you could, you know, leave a new one Uh, If you've already left one, you know, uh, that's great. And thank you so much. And you will be entered into uh, future giveaways, just like we did the last time. Anyone who has ever entered or, or ever written a review on iTunes was entered into this giveaway. So if you are the first person to write a new review, not only will you win this free digital copy of the complete The Force Awakens comic adaptation, but you'll also be entered into any future giveaways that we do. So that's a pretty sweet deal. For that person mm-hmm. who does this, so go leave who that review now. Wins. Just who won. Right, right, exactly. Although if you don't win and you see that someone else has entered one, you know, recently, enter, enter one anyway. Enter one. I mean, write one. Write a review anyway, because, like I said, you'll be entered into uh, any future uh, giveaways. So oh, I
0: thought it was just the one that won was entered into any future.
1: Good boys. Oh no! Because what we do with future giveaways is we'll say that anyone who's ever written a review on iTunes is entered into the giveaway, right? So, so yeah. Um, so go leave that review now. You can pause, pause this episode. Go leave the review, and then email us at Force Children. Or we could
0: it. just wait for
1: you. We could wait. Yeah, Let's we'll play. just sit here and Let's wait, wait for like ten it. minutes now. I think they already did it. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason that the Bendu invented pause buttons, Anna. Okay. So uh <laughs> So anyway, pause the don't episode. You worry, you then don't. email us at forcechildren at gmail.com to let us know that you left the review so that we okay, can get in you contact even, with we'll you.
0: Pause the episode and then they're listening again and they hear all of this. Oh,
1: and they're like, Seriously, you're still talking about pausing the episode. I did that like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> And then wrote this super long review, and now I'm back, and I still have to listen to you talk about pausing the episode. And now I have to talk about, I have to listen to you talking about talking about <laughs> pausing the episode. And,
0: okay, so let's okay. start talking about talking about talking Isn't about that?
1: pausing the episode. All right, so I think that's good for uh, for Star Warsy stuff. Any non-Star Warsy stuff that, uh, that you guys want to talk about? We have a lot of news, so maybe Hamilton. we should just go get to that. Ugh, oh, you know yes, what?
0: Hamilton. Mm,
1: Hamilton. Yes, I think maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have a little bit of Hamilton later in this episode.
0: Okay. Hey. All right. So let's
1: head on over to the news. Uh,
0: dun, 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 dun.
1: Okay, we talked a bit about the whole Vanity Fair thing last week with Nick Anna. I don't think you've listened to that episode yet. You should. It's fun.
0: Yeah,
1: I did. Uh, you did listen to the whole thing. It's
0: happy. The
1: episode with Nick yeah remember, we oh, yeah, we did you listened while I was editing, that's and I was right, sick. that's right, and you were sick, you were homesick, so you got to kind of listen and watch me edit while you listened. That's right, so yeah. So, we talked a little bit about it, but we're going to talk more about it, because there's so much stuff in there. So
0: much stuff!
1: And, uh, you know, we're kind of going to do it rapid fire. I want to hear what you kids have to say about this you stuff. Die. I want to hear I want to hear what you listeners have to say about this information. So, you know, please email us or leave us a voicemail. And, of course, we always say how to do that at the end of the show, Anna. What... Or a review. Or, well, in a review also, sure. Um, but uh, here we go. So... Just kind of rapid fire facts. Interject when when you have something to say. Okay. All right. So Ryan Johnson said, JJ and Larry and Michael, the uh, the the people who wrote the script, right for the Force Awakens, set everybody up in a really evocative way in seven, and started them on a trajectory. I guess I saw it as the job of this middle chapter to challenge all of those characters. Let's see what happens if we knock the stool out from under them. So. We've heard this is gonna. Uh, we've also heard this is gonna be a darker movie, but mm-hmm. that he's going to be putting humor in, so it's not just all darkness. But it it sounds like, and honestly, I think the Force Awakens is rather dark. Uh, but this is going to be even more like the characters are really going to be challenged. And Ryan Johnson confirmed that there was no plan in place for episodes eight and nine when they wrote the Force Awakens. They wrote The Force Awakens, and that was it. They did not plan out the trilogy, you guys. They, like, they didn't, they don't, I mean, J.J. Abrams doesn't know who Snoke is. Like, that's how much they didn't plan it. Wow. According to Ryan Johnson. Wow. Which, I know. Which is kind of how George Lucas did it with the, in the original trilogy. Like, he didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke's father when he wrote A New Hope. Lucas didn't know that. That's something that came later. So maybe that's a good way to write Star Wars movies, right? I mean, the original trilogy was awesome. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and Ryan Johnson actually confirmed this on Twitter, uh, and I'll I'll post like a screenshot of that on our website just so you all can see Ryan Johnson saying, "No, no, no. They had nothing. It was a blank slate when they gave it to me, and I could do whatever I wanted." Is basically what he said amazing and kind of scary kind of scary because you want like with like the marvel cinematic universe right like they're like we just watched uh what we just watched dr strange right and there's like the infinity stone the time infinity stone uh In there, like they've been introducing all these infinity stones throughout the whole time. Like, the from the first Iron Man movie, well, actually, not the first Iron Man movie did not have an infinity stone, I don't think, but but like pretty early on, they started introducing these stones, and they've had this huge overarching, you know, uh, story that they're telling that's going to like, uh, you know, it's going to culminate in this big. thing with Thanos and the infinity gauntlet and you know, it doesn't sound like they had it all worked out like that with the star Wars, with this new trilogy, which I I'm a little, it worries me a little bit because like I've watched television shows that are like that, where you can tell in the last season, they didn't know what the end was going to be. And you can tell when you watch it because then they just kind of make something up at the end and it doesn't, it's not that satisfying. So hopefully the story group, like, you know, puts everything through this really, you know, this awesome funnel. I just imagine the story group being a funnel and all the ideas go into the story group funnel and what comes out is awesome. It's just like rainbow awesomeness coming down out of the funnel, even though it might be like, like brown and like, you know, pink and like fuchsia being thrown into the funnel. It's still a rainbow that comes out. Anyway, and it's like rainbow ice cream.
0: You yeah. have the craziest ideas, Daddy.
1: <sighs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> so, You're welcome.
1: John Boyega says that Finn starts the movie in a back to suit, which I think cool. I'm calling it is what the biohexacrypt is. And it still has been confirmed, but uh, Adam Driver notes quote, I feel like almost everyone is in that rehabilitation state. You know, I don't think that patricide is all that it's cracked up to be. Patricide is killing your uh, father. Uh, Maybe that's where Kylo Ren is starting from. His external scar is probably as much an internal one.
0: Internal.
1: Internal scar. So, like, the external scar shows you how scarred he is on the inside also. You know, like, his heart is also scarred, right? And I think that kind of reminds me of like my whole thing with the scar is the mask. And I don't think he's going to need the mask anymore, right? Because mm-hmm. the scar is reflecting his insides. Showing you what his insides are.
0: And isn't that what he doesn't want?
1: Although, honestly, that's a good point. Because masks are supposed to protect the inside. So, hmm. So he doesn't have a mask anymore. Well, yeah, you're right, Liam. You're right. The logic broke down. You got me. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, all right, so the site of Ray's Force Awakens encounter with Luke is Octo, the temple's home planet. We know that. Luke, it transpires, has been living in this village among an indigenous race of caretaker creatures whom Johnson is loath to describe in any more detail, except to say that they are not Ewoks.
0: <laughs> so,
1: we got a bunch of little creatures living on this island with Luke that we were going to meet. I, I'm envisioning like the Lerman, right? Uh, who were a concept from episode three that ended up making it into the Clone Wars.
0: I'm imagining a baby Ewok.
1: Baby Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> they're not Ewoks. They're not. baby Ewoks. <laughs>
0: um, I'm imagining a baby
1: Wookiee. A baby Wookiee? Oh, that's an Ewok.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: I know I was joking, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I always I just kind of we all we all assumed he was alone on that island, but he did have some company, which is good.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and maybe like more company, maybe company he could actually even communicate with, right? Like when you think of Yoda, like I don't know if Yoda talked to the to the dragon snakes and to the those birds that fly. I can't remember what they're called, but the flying seagulls. birds seagulls.
0: Zoom. Stop Seagulls. it now! okay. This my Okay, this my seagull
1: stage. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Stop so it stop, stop, it stop it now. Stop. Yes. You. Exactly. Stop it now.
0: Come on, man. We should
1: s- stop thing. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liam. Oh, Liam, you can you please great. tell you us? Can you please words. tell us? I don't care. Uh-uh. Can you please tell us where you're getting this from?
0: Star Wars bad lip reading.
1: Yes, that's a nah, nah, uh, nah, nah, Star Warsy nah, nah, nah. thing that we did not talk about, but Liam has been watching a lot of Star Wars bad lip reading, which is awesome. mostly mostly kid appropriate, uh, and just silly, this has couple, so silly.
0: Couple potty talk words.
1: Yeah, some potty talk and mm-hmm. some other stuff that I think is a little questionable, but for the most part, it's okay uh, and it has some pretty good songs in it. So,
0: uh, including songs.
1: seagulls. Stop it now. So <laughs> uh anyway, so Oscar Isaac says uh that
0: who's uh, Oscar Isaac uh, Po
1: so he is old enough to remember, uh you know, revering Luke Skywalker, meaning thinking very highly of him, right, So he says, so to be there and to watch Mark revisit Luke, right so to watch Mark Hamill be Luke again, right, uh particularly in these scenes we were shooting towards the end of the film. Was bizarre and jaw dropping. So, so that
0: means Luke probably doesn't die.
1: Well, who knows, right? But uh, something about what Luke was doing was bizarre and jaw dropping. Jaw dropping means like, like your mouth is wide open and you're shocked at what you're seeing, right? So it
0: means uh, dropping your jaw. If you open your mouth and drop your right. jaw, it means your mouth is like in a big O shape. Uh-huh. So you're surprise. very surprised. So like, if something super like, so weird so happens. You're like.
1: And Liam is dropping, dropping his jaw right now. So, for all you uh, listeners at home who uh, can't talk. see and he can't talk because uh, his jaw uh, is dropped. Uh,
0: okay. Actually, his mouth uh, is open. Here's what your jaw dropped.
1: Anyway. Uh, uh, this is top-notch uh, podcasting here, kids. <laughs> look at this. Everybody, everybody at home. Uh, this is actually what they mean by jaw dropping. Here, look. Did you see that? <laughs> listeners at home.
0: Ha. We should post, a, we should should post talk, a video.
1: Sometimes, I talk, I sound like this. Okay. Danny,
0: we should, post video <laughs> should we post a video? video? What
1: it. I mean by jaw dropping? <laughs> I think people can get it. I think people get it. All right. So, the author of this Vanity Fair story is David Camp, and he got to see some footage of The Last Jedi. He says on a big screen, Poe Dameron, Isaac's heroic X-wing fighter pilot, was back in action, coaching a gunner named Paige, a new character played by a Vietnamese actress named Veronica No. Isn't that? Uh And Paige is
0: sister Rose's of sister. Rose's right.
1: Paige Rose. Tico. Rose Tico's sister.
0: Wait, are they sisters in real life? No. Okay.
1: Among Johnson's inventions for The Last Jedi are three significant new figures, a quote, "shady character of unclear allegiances" played by Benicio del Toro. I
0: his is DJ.
1: Allegiances played by Benicio del Toro DJ. who who goes unnamed in the film but is called DJ by the filmmakers. So no one actually calls him DJ in the movie. This is very Star Warsy, right? No one ever called Ewoks Ewoks in the movie either, but we all know they're called Ewoks. Uh, and uh, Ryan Johnson says, "You'll see there's a reason why we call him DJ." All right. So maybe this
0: Because he's a DJ?
1: <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> he's actually a DJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's like scratching records and stuff and maybe he plays the music at, at Canto at the Canto Byte Casino. Bite. <laughs> all right. So so this author um, The author of this story, uh, David Camp, went on Reddit, which is a website, and did this Ask Me Anything, which basically is a thing that people do. They go on Reddit, and then anyone can ask a question, and they will choose to answer some questions. Whatever. Uh, It's all written out, right? Um, So he did that after this story, after the Boundary Fair story dropped. And uh, he said in this someone asked if you could tell us anything more about Benicio del Toro's character and he said that del Toro told Annie Leibovitz, the photographer, and her crew that he borrowed some mannerisms for his character from Tom Waits. You kids know who Tom Waits is? Nope. Nope. Alright we're gonna watch a quick little video and uh, of Tom Waits and I I'm... feeling
0: it's gonna get really funny.
1: And I'm gonna, uh, well he's a singer. Okay? And here's a little bit of Tom Waits singing Step Right Up.
0: No muss, no buzz, no spills. You tired of kitchen drudgery. Everything must go. And we've going out of business, going out of business, going out of business sale 50% off original retail prices.
1: what do you think of that voice Uh, (laughs) no he said mannerisms not voice so I think he probably does you know a lot of like forehead scratching which Tom Waits does with his with his thumb and uh you know he kind of
0: wait so he was based off Tom Waits so
1: Benicio Del Toro said that he that yeah that he borrows some mannerisms from Tom Waits so you know that's just a little snippet of Tom Waits he's a musician he's very very strange very strange person. Uh, strange musician, I should say. Um, but awesome. And and really original. And I cannot wait to see Vinicio Del Toro uh, in this movie. That makes me even more excited. So I'll, I'll post that little bit of that video maybe on, uh, on the website too. You can watch uh, Tom Waits sing wait. Step Right Up. Uh, so also a new character is a prominent officer in the Resistance named Vice Admiral Holdo, played by Laura Dern. And, of course, a maintenance worker for the Resistance, named Rose Tico. You
0: you forgot about one very, very important thing.
1: What did I forget?
0: Admiral Holdo and Mm -hmm. DJ...
1: Oh, had Ray. Oh, they're raised mom and dad. That's they're right. They're raised mommy and that's daddy. Right. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. totally forgot about that. Oh, that...
0: DJ Ezra.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ DJ's is Ezra. And, right, and and, and vice all... Admiral real yeah, is, is Sabine. Sabine. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. And that's yeah, right. Yeah, the... um, yeah. Nick that's the told, the Nick told theory. us that on our episode uh, last week, and <laughs> that's the best theory ever. I, I ever. don't even it. think it's a theory. I think it's just what it is. It's just right. Yeah. So I yeah. So it says that Rose. Is the largest new part, right? And that her plot line involves a mission behind enemy lines with Finn. So, pretty cool. And it says that Rose and Finn's adventure takes them to, among other places, a glittering casino city, casino city called Canto Bight. And uh, Ryan Johnson describes it as a Star Wars Monte Carlo type environment, a little James Bondish, a little to catch a thief. So To Catch a Thief and James Bond, you guys are familiar with James Bond a little bit, although not really, Mm -hmm. but uh, he's a detective, uh, a spy, right? But you've never seen a James Bond movie. But, you know, the casinos, everyone's really classy, dressed up, but they're also, you know, there's some people who are evil in the casino. And anyway, there's this uh, To Catch a Thief, there's a costume ball scene, which kind of reminded me of of the photos that we saw from CantoBite. So I'm going to play just a little bit of that. So here's some people dressed up at this costume ball in To Catch a Thief. And, uh, I mean, they look like they could be in Star Wars, right? These people with these golden masks. And, uh, and like, there's a very kind of a, almost a Victorian, like, this is these are Victorian dresses, right? Uh, or Victorian style. And that's almost the style of, oh, that of guy the... Looks,
0: without the umbrella, he looks <clears throat> like he could be
1: in there. Mm, Yeah. Right, so you know, we have everyone playing dress-up, kind of like they are at the Canto Byte casino, right? And uh, very elaborate dresses. and so anyway, uh, I'll post this video too, because I think it's kind of fun to to see some of the influences of uh, Ryan Johnson, right? Like this movie influenced him. And Ryan Johnson says, it was an interesting challenge portraying luxury and wealth in this universe. So, something that we haven't really seen much of in Star Wars, right? So the article says, So much of the Star Wars aesthetic is... You guys know what aesthetic means? It means, like, the style of Star Wars, right? So much of the visuals of Star Wars. That's aesthetic. Uh, So much of the Star Wars aesthetic is rooted in sandy desolation and scrapyard blight. It appealed to Johnson to carve out a corner of the galaxy that is the complete opposite. Johnson says, I was thinking, okay... Let's go to ultra glamour. Let's create a playground basically for rich. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Am I going to bleep that word out? I'm not quite sure. (laughs) What should I do? Um, So, where I think I'll put a beep in there or maybe like a chopper noise or something. And uh, where you heard that chopper noise was a word that basically means like jerks, like just kind of people who are just not nice, you know? Uh, yeah. So, so so that should be really interesting to see that kind of setting in Star Wars. And also in this story, Daisy Ridley gives us a glimpse behind the scenes of that final shot of The Force Awakens. Part of the reason that she looks so convincingly weary, the article says, at the conclusion of episode eight, episode seven, is, Daisy Ridley said, quote, that I had just vomited I had adrenal exhaustion, and I was very, very sick.
0: (laughs) In the movie?
1: In real life. Daisy Ridley had just vomited before that scene. So, like, she looks super tired when she gets up and she holds the Uh lightsaber out. And she's, like, you know, panting because, well, she just walked up a mountain, right? Well, in real life, she she was sick, and she had thrown up. Wow. So, yeah. Makes but, sense. Right. That actually right, worked out good. Uh, well, probably not too long before, yeah.
0: It's like five minutes?
1: Maybe. Five, ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. All right, this next part, when I read this, it was like a punch to my gut. Uh, but we're going to talk about it because it, it just makes me so sad uh, and about what could have been. So the article says, uh, Fisher, Carrie Fisher, of course, uh, completed her part In episode 8, late last summer, when principal photography on the film wrapped. She was having a blast, said Kathleen Kennedy. The minute she finished, she grabbed me and said, I'd better be at the forefront of 9, because Harrison was front and center on 7, and Mark is front and center on 8. She thought 9 would be her movie, and it would have been. Ugh. That's sad. It's just like, yuck. You know what could have uh, could have been so awesome I'm so disappointed I mean obviously horrible like disappointed that she died but also because you know like it would have been
0: girls movie. it would have
1: been this I know it would have been this awesome movie about Leia <sighs> so that's that was tough uh that was Your tough to read just
0: like mm. See, I know.
1: I mean, I could keep being mad about it, but I'm going to try to move on. Move on. Uh, Ryan Johnson says that The Last Jedi offers no one-to-one equivalent, so nothing like the Han/Leia burning, unrequited love uh, of Empire Strikes Back. Right? He said, "There's no uh, in our story. That's not a centerpiece. So there is no big love story in The Last Jedi. How do you feel about that, Anna?
0: Um." That's fine by me.
1: Yeah. How about you, you, Liam? Would you like to have some sort of Han-Leah sort of romance between, you know, know. like uh, Finn I, and, like, Finn and Rey or Finn and Poe? I'm 8 I, don't yeah,
0: know. No you're an eight-year-old and you don't, I'm okay with you don't that. think
1: you want it? Say, I'm okay I, are I, you that.
0: saying, like, no love at all?
1: Well, I don't know about that. He's saying it's not a centerpiece. Like in Empire Strikes okay. Back, it was a big part of the story, right? So there okay. might be some... It was? Cause well, I yeah, with Han and Leia, that was a, that was a big part of the story. It was their relationship and and them kind of nothing
0: really happened, They like <laughs> get engaged or something. No,
1: but it was always there. Like there, that was like whenever they were in the scene together, there was always like this tension between them, and they're either arguing or you know getting to know each other better. Right? Yes, I know.
0: Um, I was. You know how everyone ships Finn Right?
1: Mm, um yeah i guess some people do
0: a lot of people do sure it's a big thing
1: i think more people ship finn and poe personally but
0: oh cool yeah i've never really heard about Mm, that but anyways storm
1: pilot that's the name hashtag storm pilot (laughs)
0: um anyways (laughs) i think it would be cool if Uh finn and rose got together
1: oh yeah Uh, i think
0: that would be cool
1: yeah, well, they're going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a duo in this film. They'll be together so we, most we, of the movie, probably. Shift
0: so. mean, like, thanks they're in love?
1: Sh- yeah, sure. Something like that, yeah. Or just saying that they have a relationship, yeah. Yep.
0: And they ship Finn Poe?
1: Mm-hmm. Storm pilot.
0: A lot of people are um, shipping gay people.
1: Yep. Like, some there's a... people are
0: gay in Star Wars now.
1: Well, there's a real, there's a real um, sense that Star Wars needs to have this represented on screen that uh that we have come to a point in our society that that that. it needs to be normal it's it is it's normal it needs to be on screen more so that people are you know so that it's more it's more accepted in society and that's so that people who are gay see themselves on the screen you know like people need to be represented in in art that's important. Yep. an important part of art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Liam.
0: So now I think about that. Yeah. Poe Dameron and Finn kinda that might be right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think Keep it.
1: It. <laughs> it looks good on you. Right? He's like, Keep the jacket. It looks good on uh, you. True. And he gives him that look. He kinda bites his lip a little bit. It's like it looks good on you. It's like, yeah. I like seeing you in my jacket. You know? <laughs> Just saying. Right? So, I don't know. That's that's really that whole scene, and they, they run to each other from across the tarmac and hug, and that's kind of the scene that really, that really I think, caused I a lot of people to ship them. And they barely
0: even known each other. Right,
1: but they have such a connection, you know? And, you know, and, and I think, much like Baze and Chirrut, their connection could be totally a- friend-based, right? And totally, oh you know, and that's fine, too. There's nothing... It's not like it's less valid if they're, if they're friends, you know, right. they're not just friends, they're friends or they, you know, might be, become more than friends right now. They're friends. So, uh, I'm, I'm cool either way. Uh, but I do agree with people that, uh, we, I would like to see some very, you know, obvious, uh, same sex couples on screen in star Wars. I think it's, it makes no sense to not have that. So uh, Kathleen Kennedy says, where do we go with the saga? Does the saga extend beyond the nine movies that George envisioned? Now, even though George Lucas envisioned episodes seven, eight, and nine, what we're getting for seven, eight, and nine isn't really what he envisioned, right? But he did have an idea for what seven, eight, and nine would be. And, uh, and the interviewer, who is, again, this, this, uh, You guys remember his name? Mm -mm. Come on. David Camp. I forgot, too. I had to scroll up and look. (laughs) David Camp. David Camp says, well, does it? Does it extend beyond nine? Anna, do you want to be Kathleen Kennedy here? Sure. Okay, it's the non-bolded things. Well, does it?
0: We are having discussions about that right now.
1: For that matter, must the saga necessarily unfold in trilogies?
0: These are the questions we're asking. They haven't been answered yet. I always think it's important to try to answer the why. You can't make any movie you want, and certainly inside Star Wars, now we could do a wide variety of things. But what exactly is the story we feel is important to tell beyond Episode 9? I think we have to answer that before we know whether we are going to carry on.
1: But even if, for whatever reason, you choose to put the saga on ice for a while meaning they just don't make episode number movies anymore. Are you committed to continuing on with the story films, meaning the Star Wars story, like the standalone films?
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: You have the young Han Solo story film coming out next year, and episode 9 in 2019. Is there another story film in production or pre-production beyond the Han Solo one?
0: Yes. We haven't identified it yet, but yes. Yes. We have a couple of things right now that we are circling, and we'll make the decision between the two pretty shortly. It's probably just for 2020, and we will make a decision by June.
1: Okay, thank you, Miss Kennedy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, they have a couple of things right now that they're circling. Okay, 2020 is only, uh, only three years away. So, that means that they probably have scripts... For at least two more movies. And they're trying to decide which one is going to come out the first.
0: Which one's going to go before the whole Star Wars. All of Star Wars. Oh, like
1: a prequel prequel? Like
0: prequel prequel.
1: Awesome. That'd be so cool. Uh, so I just think it's awesome that she's saying like absolutely they're making Star Wars stories. Even if they don't make the saga movies for like five years. I could see five, ten years in between sagas. That's fine with me. In between trilogies? That'd be okay, as long as we get one Star Wars story movie a year. That'd be awesome. Right? What do you think, Liam? Yeah, that would be awesome. Are you awesome. fine with them kind of, like, taking a break on the saga?
0: I don't know. It would be cool. Yeah. But I need more Star Wars.
1: Just <laughs> more Star Wars is all yep. I need. Yeah. Okay, we're back to the interview. I'm David Camp again. It was quite stunning to see young Carrie in the final scene of Rogue One.
0: And that was the last time I saw Carrie. It was actually to take that shot over to her on my computer and show it to her at her house. We were just laughing a lot. She said, what did they do? Did they get some old takes from Star Wars and change my mouth? I said, no, Carrie, this is a whole new recreation of you. She just thought that was hilarious.
1: (laughs) That's that's sad, but thank you for reading that. Um, That was the last time Kathleen Kennedy saw Carrie Fisher showing her young Carrie Fisher. Computerized? That's amazing. Uh, so, of course, David Camp also spoke with Ryan Johnson. Liam, are you going to be my Ryan Johnson? Sure. Okay. And he asks So, is Jedi plural or singular in, of course, the title, The Last Jedi? Is it plural or singular?
0: See, that's the funny thing. I heard that in the foreign translation. Oh, foreign. Sorry. That's foreign translation for the title. They made it plural. In my head, it's singular. It makes sense with the story to me that it's singular.
1: Interesting. So we thought we had an answer because those foreign translations were plural, but, but it turns out that no. we do not. <laughs> so also, so from that Reddit AMA that uh, David Camp did, AMA, ask me anything, right? Uh, he says I asked Ryan Johnson about Snoke. Who, what, is he? And Ryan was fairly upfront in saying that Snoke is not a character he particularly gets into in The Last Jedi. <gasps> <No! laughs> so do not expect to have your Snoke theories answered in The Last Jedi. Hmm.
0: What about in Episode 9?
1: Who knows? Johnson says that there is no major non-human character akin to Maz Kanata in The Force Awakens, or Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. So there's no major non-human character. He says, quote, Most of the creatures are peripheral creatures. That means creatures kind of on the outside, or just ones that you see in the background, right? They might have a few lines here or there, but they're not main characters. Uh, He says, but they're throughout the entire film, he says. But what about Maz? Isn't Maz in this movie? Is she not in a lot? Maybe she's not. Maybe she's not a main character. We heard that Lupita Nyong'o was coming back for this movie... We assume it's don't as Oh, uh-huh. maybe
0: not.
1: There will also be no song by Lin-Manuel Miranda this time around. The author no! of Hamilton, uh, of course, who he wrote, uh, he wrote Jabba Flow.
0: Like for the Force Hamilton Awakens better.
1: Uh, I was hoping that the band would show up again. Wait, wait. The band that played in Moscanaud's castle. Maybe they'll show up in a later movie. Maybe they'll be in the Han movie if he oh. goes to Takadana.
0: Oh, pretend Pretend Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. plays a character.
1: That'd, uh, that'd be awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, you he
1: know, there's a, a in, there's a song about there's a song Taka Donna. It goes, In Takadana, you can be a new maz. In Takadana, you <laughs> Wait, can be a new maz. Wait, that's an actual song? In Takadana, you Wait, can Daddy, be a new maz. Wait, Daddy, is that an actual Mars. song? Mars. Po-o-damarin.
0: Okay, now I know it's not. We are
1: waiting one. in X-wings for you. <laughs> you could never back down. You never learned to fly. A tie Poe Dameron. The New Republic sings for you.
0: Why is this from Poe Dameron? He's not in the Well Will
1: they know what you overcame? Oh my gosh, Will you be in the new Battlefront game? There's a million ties I haven't shot, but just you wait. What's your name, man? Poe Dameron.
0: <laughs> you wrote you know that what? Out. You need to give me a high five right now. That Sorry. is hilarious. So, I, yes, love uh, I love it. I love it. That on Spotify. <laughs>
1: we've been listening to a lot of Hamilton.
0: Hamilton, Hamilton. Oh
1: my gosh. Everything's Hamilton. Oh. So yes, Hamilton. Uh, so, but let's head on over to Canon News.
0: The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, Yeah.
1: All right, so Hamilton speaking of <laughs> speaking of Poe Dameron, this canon news is uh, more of a canon discussion, really, okay? And uh, we're going to talk about this thing that Poe Dameron says in The Force Awakens. And he says, go straight at them. He really says, go straight at them, right? Go straight at them. Don't let these somethings scare you, right? Remember he says that about the TIE Fighters? Go straight at them. Don't let these thugs scare you, right? Okay. So, does he say thugs or dogs? Don't let these dogs scare you. Don't let these thugs scare you. Okay, this reminds me of this thing. i have to listen to it. This reminds me of this thing at the Science Museum, this, what is that, Perception Theater, where, at the Minnesota Science Museum, where they have this person singing the, right? And they say, the, 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 but then you watch the same mouth singing the exact same thing, but instead of the word the, they have duh, 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 duh. And, and depending on how, you know, what they, what they play, you see the mouth saying that, right? Mm-hmm. You see the mouth saying the word that you hear, you see them saying the, and then you see them saying duh, but their, the mouth is moving in exactly the same way, right? Right. So the, the reason I think this question matters is because thug, the word thug, has become a racially charged word in our country that almost is always, almost always used to refer to black people. Okay. And it's, it's kind of a more acceptable word than, than a much, than there's this other word that people would use in that same In that same instance instead of using thugs they would use another word that's much less acceptable to use that i'm not going to say so when poe says this line in the force awakens right when i heard it and i heard thug because i know that the word thug has become it's become it's a changing word right but it has become in recent years this word that is is racially charged it's charged with this meaning right people give it meaning but it's been given this meaning and it's, it's a kind of a, a, a negative word to call black people. At least in the United States it is, right? It's what it's become. Uh, so it seemed like a possible misstep on on Lucasfilm's part by, by allowing this word to be said by one of their heroes, right? Uh, kind of a mistake. Maybe an oversight, maybe. Maybe they didn't really think about the word in that way. Because, like I said, it's changing. Not everybody thinks of the word in that way. I would be willing to bet that when you kids are adults the word will be taboo. Like, uh, taboo meaning you really just don't say it. Right? Uh-huh. That, that's how it's changing, okay? When I was a kid, it just meant someone who was a criminal. There wasn't, I, at least I don't think, there was never a racial element to it, but there is becoming one, right? So okay, anyways. So what I'll probably do is I'll probably capture the audio and I'll play it on here so people can hear it, Okay. These thugs scare you! Copy that! We're with you, Poe! So so here's the thing though, we have subtitles, right? So we can figure <gasps> out what it actually says. Well the home release came out, right? The subtitles on iTunes say go straight at them, don't let these thugs scare you. The subtitles on the Blu-ray say don't let these dogs scare you. In the Lego The Force Awakens video game, there's an award that you get for finishing the Battle of Takodana. The award's name is Don't Let These Dogs Scare You. The script, which you can find online, I think, I mean, it seems like it's pretty pretty much this is the script, says Don't Let These Dogs Scare You. So
0: it's more dogs and thugs. In
1: the comic adaptation, it says Don't Let These Thugs Scare You. It's dogs. Is it thugs or dogs? I mean, why does the iTunes why does iTunes say thugs?
0: I think you should trust uh, um, our Blu-ray.
1: The Blu-ray is more official than the iTunes.
0: Yeah, oh, you no, think so? It's not.
1: But what about the comic like adaptation? This, that's canon. The
0: script.
1: The script says is dogs. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's right. That's what he would. That's what Oscar Isaac would be reading this script, and he would say, I "Don't let like these dogs scare you." That's true. That's probably what he said. What is canon though? Did he say dogs or thugs?
0: Can we just know that already?
1: I should I, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna ask Pablo on Twitter.
0: Oh yeah. So
1: it's worth mentioning too that even though they aren't called this in the movie, the secondary material, like books, and the merchandising, like the toys, for the Force Awakens names those people who attack Rey on Takadana as Unkar's thugs. Right? Unkar Plut. His thugs, right? So it is a word that, like I said, you know, uh, is changing. Okay? Like, the meanings of words do. They just do. Um, you know, there are words that used to be acceptable to say, and they really did, used to be acceptable, that now we just, we don't say them. Uh, I know personally, is a bad word well, right, now. right, no, I know. That's because it's not, you know, it's not universally accepted as a bad word. But uh-huh. in in the circles of people who really think critically about race, like uh, you know, it's like they they're starting to right say, here. "Well, sure, right, exactly." Like I'm I'm bringing you into that circle by having this discussion. Um, personally, I am not a fan of using the word "dog" to mean bad person either.
0: Yes, it's not fair either. to dogs,
1: right? It perpetuates this idea that dogs are bad,
0: it's like an animal. Right?
1: It's like it calling
0: calls people like. You're a. Right,
1: he was act, He was animal. acting like an animal, right? Meaning he was acting what? You know, or erratic disgusting. and and right. Sure, like you're eating getting, like an animal, right? Like as if the word animal were, is a bad word. Like animals are bad, but we are animals. Humans are like, animals. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're nasty animal, and mm. that get you can also say dogs instead of that. And um, which one would you prefer? I would prefer dogs instead of all animals
1: oh I guess but I don't like singling out dogs I mean people love dogs dogs are awesome you know like they're just dogs so I don't know I don't think we let's just say uh why couldn't it just why couldn't Double it
0: have freedom, been don't word, let these and it's still called dogs
1: yeah don't let these meanies scare you oh, yes I? Be
0: um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or don't let
0: these Imperials kill you sure <laughs> Um, anyways, if someone says you something like an animal, I'm just say I'll just say, 'Cause I am one.
1: Right. I also
0: do that if, I would also do something like that if someone says you something like a girl. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> because right. Because girls are awesome. Uh-huh. They call me a name. Yeah. And they call me a name. I say thanks, even yeah. though if I really didn't like it. Right. I say thank you.
1: That's one way to take so power. power. Right. And they just
0: look at you like, what the heck? That was supposed to be me. And I'm uh-huh. like... Fine. but if, They just walk away. And, but if and you keep and don't doing that, then they'll learn that you're not fun to be mean to anymore, and they won't do it. There yeah. you go.
1: So you're taking the power away from that word that they're using against you, right? Right. And that's why a lot of times, like words that, you know, kind of the flip side of what we've been talking about, words that used to be unacceptable, you'll find people who are in that, you know, someone who had that word hurled at them in order to hurt them. Uh, might claim that word and say, you know, I'm going to use this word as my own now, and I'm taking that power away from you now. Like it's the nasty now woman. it's my word. Yeah, like nasty women, right? Nasty woman, right? Like that's the thing. Like uh, your mom has a nasty woman pin on her purse <laughs> that that I bought for her because she's a nasty woman, and that's awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like calling you cool and, and awesome.
0: From Trump and made it her own, a mm. good
1: thing, All right? So, yeah, so you know, I think uh, we're unclear, but I think I'm going to pose this question to uh, to Pablo Hidalgo on Twitter and ask him uh, if he has thugs an answer real
0: thugs.
1: you know, I'll say, here's what the script says, here's what the iTunes says, here's what Blu-ray says, here's what the comic says. Can you give us an answer? Which one is it? Well, let's go have a joke) <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. What did Poe Dameron say when he took off his shoes and all his fellow pilots saw how large his feet were? I don't know. Don't let these dogs scare you. (laughs) Don't get it. Dogs is a word for feet. (sighs) Oh, my dogs are tired. That means my feet are tired. (laughs) 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 Don't let these dogs scare you. Oh,
0: that's funny. All right.
1: Okay, well, you know what time it is? It's not time to rise up. Rise up. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's time for Stump
0: the Lump. Stump
1: the Lump. time
0: for Stump the Lump. Stump the Lump. Stump the Lump.
1: Which Rogue One character had, at one point, gone by the name of Fulcrum?
0: How are we supposed to know this?
1: Which Rogue One character, at one point, was known as Fulcrum?
0: Um...
1: This character had been one of the Fulcrums. Remember, we know that there are more than one... Ahsoka was Fulcrum, right? Callus was Fulcrum. Bail Organa. Bail Organa? No. Sorry. Is it Anna? a
0: main wrong one character? Yes. Cassian. Yes. He's the only one that would make sense.
1: Right. Really? Cassian Andor was known, one of his names was at one point Fulcrum. Oh well. Anna took your lumpiness away from you and she got it right. As a team, you got it right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he was a recruitment agent in the Albario sector, which includes Scipio. Uh, home of the Munes, right? And where the banking clan is. Scipio. Munes. The banking clan will sign your treaty. Remember? That's a Mune. From Attack of the Clones? No? Yeah. Come on, Nana. Come on! Are you kidding me? They got long, skinny heads. They look like aliens. Come on! They are <laughs> aliens! I <laughs> <laughs> I Uh, uh, uh <laughs> Well, no, you remember the... the the episode's on Scipio uh, with Rush Clovis and Padme. And uh, Embo is hunting down Padme on Scipio. And then Anakin comes and he, he's all jealous Anakin and almost kills Clovis. And Clovis becomes the head of the banking clan. There's Those guys with the long skinny heads.
0: Oh, those I, guys. Yeah. Things.
1: Darth Plagueis was immune. These guys like... <laughs> yep, those guys. So anyway... <laughs> he was a recruitment agent in that sector, the sector that includes Scipio. Uh, But, you know, speaking of Fulcrum, remember from the first Aftermath book, Wedge is thinking to himself, once upon a time, this is a quote, once upon a time, he crashed an A-wing at the lip of a volcano, one of his first runs out as a pilot for the then burgeoning Rebel Alliance, at the urging of a friend, a Rebel agent known only as Fulcrum. Okay, so when we first read that, I thought, ah, oh, it's Ahsoka. Wedge met Ahsoka, but Ahsoka died before Wedge joined the rebellion. Well, maybe not died, but she's out of the picture. We don't know if she died or not. Could be Callus. Callus could have sent Wedge on this mission. But I think everybody knows who Callus is, so he's not a rebel agent known only as Fulcrum. Cassian. Maybe Wedge had contact with Cassian, and Cassian sent Wedge. On this mission, and at the time he was known only as Fulcrum. Who knows? Which means that we might see Cassian in season four of oh! Rebels, because Wedge is in season four of Rebels.
0: Right, but yeah. Gone.
1: I know, I Maybe know. Maybe we'll know. see his
0: cash on volcano. Maybe. kind of Vulcano, <laughs> Maybe. Which <is> dangerous.
1: <laughs> yeah, could it be on Mustafar? I don't know.
0: Kind of. Do do do.
1: All right. Well. I think that's it for today. Dun, dun, dun. You know, we still have an episode to talk about uh, celebration, talk about some cool things that were said. But, but I really, yeah, but I really wanted to talk about uh, about this Vanity Fair article today. Um, I should say the Dogs and Thugs, too, yeah. Um, I should say that the, the celebration thing isn't news, it's more just like here's some cool stuff that was said at celebration that I really wanted to talk about on the show. But, uh, but I think that's it for this episode uh, so thank you everyone so much for listening to episode 73 of children of the force and as always thanks to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force uh, your support helps us run this this uh, this whole uh, podcasting doohickey thing here so if you'd like to if you'd like to reach out to us online you can contact us via Twitter.
0: At Force Children.
1: On Facebook we are...
0: Children of the Force.
1: Our email address
0: is... gmail.com
1: Our website is...
0: www.childrenoftheforce.com That first on. one, Children of the Force, was supposed to be kind of Hamilton. And that <laughs> one was supposed to be like my shot. And then oh. um, Facebook one was supposed to be Aaron Burser children of the force <laughs> dan dan na na, na 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 yeah What's
1: your so it would be like <laughs> W, w-, who's w- asking, dot dot children C- of the force My name is children dot of the force
0: com. like 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 that depends who's asking oh sure sure i'm children of the force i'm at your service um i want you to listen sir
1: uh, wow. Head on over...
0: I'm part of Children of the Forest. All right, this is Children listen, of Hamilton. Right children right of Hamilton. <laughs> children of
1: Hamilton.
0: We
1: uh, are your man of Star Wars. We're children. Head on over to speakpipe.com children, of course, to leave us a voicemail that we will almost positively play on the show. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes because it's the right thing to do, but also because... If you're the first new review, you'll win that free digital The Force Awakens comic. So, uh, you know, leave that review. First one gets the comic, but anyone who leaves the review after that first one, after that first new one, I should say, uh, is also going to be entered in the future giveaways. So just do it, and uh, it'll also make it easier for more people to find us. Yes, Anna. Um, I
0: have a question.
1: Can there will sure.
0: something sure. out Yeah. If you've already left a review on iTunes, can you leave another one and you I get entered? I don't or is it only for new people who've never left a review
1: for you before? I think it's only for new people, because I don't so think you would be one the second people that to create a new iTunes account. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I think you can edit old reviews, so, I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. But I think I'm just going to do it for new, oh, new, new, new reviews, new users, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, for children of the Force, I'm out.
0: I'm Al. I'm Liam. And may the Force be (laughs) with you. Pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir? That depends. Who's asking? Oh well, sure, sir. I'm Alexander Hamilton. I'm at your service, sir. I have been looking for you. I'm getting nervous, sir. I heard your name in Princeton. I was seeking an accelerated course of study when I got sort of out of sorts with a buddy of yours. I may have punched him. It's a blur, sir. He, my he handles the financials. Can you punched a blur, sir? Yes, I wanted you to, but you to graduate and join the revolution. Graduating to and during the revolution, you looked at me like I was stupid, I'm not stupid. So how'd you do it? How'd you graduate so fast? It was my parents' dying wish before they passed. For an orphan? Of course, I'm an orphan. I wish there was a war that we could prove that we're worth more than anyone bargained for. Can I buy you a drink? That would be nice. Well, we're talking. May I offer you some free advice? Talk less. Huh? Smile more. Ha. Don't let them know what you're getting. So what you're for. You can't be serious. You want to get ahead? Yes. Fools who run their mouths off wind up dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom is in showtime. Like I said. We shouldn't even plan that. We just started talking it. Anyways.
1: Uh, oh. Goodbye. Oh. Bye!